0: The following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you the list. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, Black Widow, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Home Alone, Home on the Range, Wanda Vision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, And Hawkeye. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, dinosaurs or spiders? I'm your host, Louis G. And with me, as always, is my co-host, a returning co-host. My my biggest Marvel expert on the RVD network, uh, Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan.
1: Hey, what's up, people? Back on the cast
0: ryan t ryan t does whatever ryan can
1: (laughs) ryan and lou ryan and lou does whatever regular people do
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that's gonna be the intro theme uh ryan why don't you tell the listeners what movie we're talking about today on robots versus dinosaurs
1: Oh, we are now talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah,
0: that's right. Spider-Man: No Way Home, directed by John Watts. Uh, John Watts is the director of all of the Spider-Man movies in this trilogy, which yes. I think marks the the first and only time that that's actually happened in the MCU so far. Um, I think all like ah. Iron Man had a trilogy, but it was three directors. Yeah. Thor. Three different directors.
1: Captain America was
0: different directors.
1: Yep. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And <laughs> along with that, one of the most three consistently good, like, uh, I, I I don't know, just he did a, for taking three individual movies in a trilogy and making them, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. They're so, it, all so solid.
0: Of course. I mean, it's the a Sony trilogy, not Marvel it, it trilogy, is. but Sam Raimi did, did, you know, the whole trilogy before. Um, yes. But- got to differentiate. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely going to come up a lot in today's uh, episode, mm-hmm. which I do want to say there's a spoiler announcement before every episode of robots versus dinosaurs, but I want to be a hundred percent clear. If you yeah. like just downloaded this episode and you haven't seen this movie and you're like, we're not going to do a spoiler free section or anything. This is going to be a hundred no. percent spoiler filled uh, yeah. discussion. We're of are Man. Like- no way home. So yeah. Um, See the movie and then listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, Just dropping that disclaimer one last time. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Um, Oh, yeah. The writer of this movie, Chris McKenna, uh, who also wrote the previous Spider-Man movies and Jumanji, 2017's Jumanji. Oh,
1: nice. Um,
0: Some of the stars of Spider-Man No Way Home. Ryan, I'm just going to ask you to, like, stop me at some point. Uh, (laughs) So, Tom Holland
1: and let you keep going
0: <laughs> zendaya benedict Cumberbatch, uh, jacob batalon john favreau jamie fox willem defoe alfred molina uh, of course benedict wong marissa tomei uh tony Revolori as flash thompson um returning jk Sim- simmons as j jonah jameson this being his sixth time playing j jonah jameson Five, five times.
1: Yeah, the three, the trilogy, original Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. then Far From Home and No Way Home because he wasn't in Homecoming. He
0: wasn't in Homecoming.
1: No, they revealed him at the end. It was like the post-credit scene in No Way Home, or excuse me, Far From Home. Okay, excuse me. Uh, yeah, and this movie took place like literally right after you found out J. Jonah Jameson was in it. Or, gotcha. J.K. Simmons was J. Jonah Jameson. The, 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 the. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Reese
0: Evans, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Charlie Cox. Big spoiler. Charlie Cox is in this movie.
1: Yes. Um, that's, you know, what I, I think that's
0: everybody that, I think I got what? everyone.
1: You didn't get the biggest spoilers of them all, did you?
0: The biggest spoilers of them all? Did,
1: did you say Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield?
0: <gasps> what? Ryan, Toby Maguire and Andrew <laughs> Garfield are in this movie? This is the first I'm hearing about this, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah, my boys. Did you, I, I was kind of expecting, uh, uh, man, what's her name? Um This, is, this is very embarrassing. Kirsten Dunst. I was kind of expecting yeah. Kirsten Dunst to make a cameo. Uh, I, I was.
1: Um, but, you know, I mean, I'll take it without her. Um, yeah, I remember reading an interview with her. She said she wasn't in it, but everyone says they're not in it. Like, look at Andrew Garfield; he <laughs> like, mm-hmm. spent like the last year saying, "No, no, I'm not in it." Nope. great job. But you yep. know, you can't trust that stuff. But I did kind of think that she might be. Um. So yeah, but she's yeah. not. It's all
0: right. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm not going to protest the movie just because Kirsten
1: Dunst doesn't make it a, yeah. a cameo. <laughs> sit here and rattle off tons of people I wish were in everything. Mm -hmm. But there's only so many people, you know, this takes, it took a lot of work. Can you imagine get all these people back, you know, they all have to agree. They, you know, it's, it's a, that's a lot.
0: Right off the bat, would you say, um, is this your favorite of the Spider-Man of this Spider-Man trilogy?
1: Yes. I can easily say that. Mm -hmm. No, no arguments whatsoever. What about
0: compared to the past Spider-Man's?
1: Spider-Man's. I am going to put this on top of all spider I loved this movie. It is very close to Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 with the the original Doc Ock. That was was great. I loved that movie. But um, just the way they brought people back and 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 finished up their storylines in a way in this movie that were just great and i mm. i loved it it's almost like a conclusion for everybody in kind of a way and great movie yeah i would put this up up at number 1 it's going to go it's going up
0: in a lot of ways it's a direct sequel to spider-man 2 like if you if you look yeah. at it from like alfred molina as one of the main protagonists of the movie. Like if it's, if we're looking at it as his story in a way, Mm. um,
1: it's almost a direct sequel to Spider-Man Two. Yeah, it is. I almost feel like it's almost a, they make it almost like a direct sequel, excuse me, for everybody, Mm. which I feel is nice how they, like the, it was well, there's a lot to cover here. And the way they, they made it happen was really cool. How they like did almost make it like a sequel for, for everybody. Yeah, Which I thought really cool.
0: Well, Ryan, let's get into my big three questions about the movie. Um, let's Ryan, do it. can you can you sing the theme song since I got you here live?
1: Do do, 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 do do lose big three with you and me. We're gonna have fun with fucking lose big three.
0: <laughs> Excellent, there it is. Uh, lose big three number one. Um, out of all of the suits that we saw Spider Man wearing in this movie. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have a favorite one, and like, or, or is one of the alternate Spider-Man suits your favorite?
1: You know, I actually really loved the uh, suit at the very end, like when he just whipped up his quick uh, new like, I no more, I don't got no more Tony Stark technology. I'm back to like the basics. I gotta sew my own suit in mm. that where he like shows it up and jumps out the window and kind of he's back to like your basic old neighborhood spider-man with no assistance from anybody Mm -hmm. that that suit was cool The like almost like brighter blue colors on it i loved it it was classic and it was really cool suit and i'm going with that one even though i love like a lot of the suits but that one seeing that new one at the end it's almost like it's just like back to the basic Spider-Man, which is really cool. I loved it. That is really cool.
0: It's uh, yeah. I especially the fact that he like sewed it and yeah. Um, that that like whole spy- that's like Spider-Man, you know. Yep. Yeah. Down down on his luck, doesn't have any money. Yeah. Like
1: exactly. Like you know, it's, as cool as all the other stuff was, it's cool to see the the basics back to. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm sewing up my own suit. I'm going out and fighting some street crimes and got regular old criminals. You know, like mm-hmm. cool. Um, but, but the, before we move, I'd like to hear what your favorite
0: suit was. I think it was <laughs> that one. It's because I, I didn't actually consider that one until you met. you picked it. Um, yeah. But now I'm ranking it against mine, which was the classic. Well, I don't know if it's classic. I guess we can call it classic. The the one Tobey Maguire was wearing the the one from Sam Raimi's Spider
1: Man, no that one is awesome. I mean clearly that one's awesome, but yeah. Yeah. But I just did. I did love the cool modern updated old um, new Tom Holland's new version at the end, and yeah. But like I said, that's hard to pick. They're all awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. I I I just love like the way the mask looks. The Tobey Maguire (laughs) mask looks. It's yeah. Especially the eyes. Like it's really well designed. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I do like that the Tom Holland one, like, the, moder- the modern suit, and they've been doing this since uh, Homecoming, like, the eyes yeah. move
1: and, like, emote yeah. the way that they do the in the very, comics. Like, at the very beginning of the movie, the one he's wearing, like, yeah, that, that suit's cool. Yeah. yeah. the way the eyes move and everything, I love it.
0: Also, the Iron Spider suit is just, it's coming, you know, he, it's what he had in um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and it's just awesome, and, like, seeing him fight... Uh, Doc Ock with the yeah, with his own come. like spider appendages, like articulated legs, claws coming out. is awesome.
1: That's clearly his most technically advanced and cool suit. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Have you played the uh, the Spider-Man game on uh, PlayStation? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh man, it's great. I think you would love it. Um, it's yeah. kind of like a big open world game. Uh, oh. It's kind of based on if, – if you played the PlayStation 2 one, like that classic mm-hmm. Spider-Man game that was really good, it's basically like an update to that. Um, yeah. And this is – you get you get all of his suits in the game and the Iron Spider is one of them that you get and like the okay. – it like helps you in combat.
1: You got the legs and stuff that come out. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty rad. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, the uh, – well, this is all things Spider-Man. I was going to say this is not the Spider-Man game podcast. Um <laughs> Right. So back. But back to the movie. Um, Lose big three number two. Uh, if you were, if you were Spider Man, if you were Spider Ryan, and yeah. you, had, um, and you got to choose whether you have like the Tobey Maguire wrist hole spider webbing or oh, synthetic my. cartridges integrated
1: into your suit. Which this one a- would you choose? I've thought about this before. I like. The or i honestly do dig having the organic webs that's cool but like i would always imagine it would like feel weird like mm-hmm. like thing out know, the little slit the little it's sliding out and like it's coming where's it coming from like up here can you feel it coming down your arm like where's it is there like a is there like a a, a web sack like nearest prostate <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he would have to have an extra organ, right? That just processes it. some of his food or something into webbing,
1: right? Exactly. So I would imagine if you if he needs to drink and eat or something to like if he's dehydrated or or hungry, maybe like it starts to does it sputter. I mean, I don't know. Like, is can you can you get air in the lines? I don't know. It seems a little weird, but. It's badass that you can produce it naturally, and you don't need to worry so much about the the canister, the shooter malfunctioning, mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Um, Yeah, you
0: do, but it is it is, of course, you know, controlled by your emotional state, as we find out. That's
1: true. We you know he had and, his uh, Spider-Man ex- three, Spider Spider-Man two, the one where oh, it wasn't th- Spider-Man two? Yes, that wasn't Spider-Man two at that. Yeah, Um, which can happen, I guess. So. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to honestly go with I'd rather have the natural ones just because mm-hmm. I don't spend the time, even said it in the movie. Like, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, basically, is what he said. Like, you have to keep making more. Mm-hmm. And you always worry about that. Do I have enough for this battle? You know? So. Yeah. Um, I think having it organically is probably the best, but having a little detail, do I need to, you know, knowing how it works would make me a little more comfortable. Do I need to make sure I'm full and filled up on my protein? Uh, you know, so, but ah, organic is pretty cool, but yet the shooter's show his intelligence and how he can make the shooters and, and all that's cool. But you're asking if I was Spider-Man and I Mm. would, I think I'd go with organic just to save myself time.
0: I, yeah, I thought about it a lot too. And I, I think that I, it's very, it's very, it's almost a coin toss um, because there's really good points to be made for either, either way. Mm -hmm. But what it comes down to for me is like, I, Spider-Man has to use so many of his abilities in, in a fight or like when he's pursuing somebody and then he has to fight them or whatever. Like a lot of it takes just his spider sense, his agility and, and his strength. And I feel like if, you're, if your body is making the effort to, like, make the webs, um, that's going to take some of your strength away, like, no matter what. And so, I, like, I, it's going to be a drain on your energy and your resources. So having, like, having that be technology part of the suit, it's like have you know, it's like knowing kung fu, but also having nunchucks, like having a weapon. Um, yeah. That's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yep. I... I agree with you. I think Tom Holland has it a little easier with Stark technology. Cause like, yes, you know, Andrew Garfield really has to literally always be making his, his shooters, you know, replay. He's the only one who does it. It's, you know, he's the guy, which is actually, it's not kind of the more the original Spider-Man. Yes. He's like, really is. the only who, who has that, that he always has to maintain his shooters, make sure they're good. And if they run out or break or something, which happens. He's gotta deal with that, which I haven't seen his movies in a while, which I'm going to rewatch them, but I think that happens. Electro like shorts him out or something. He has to make these like anti-electric ones and but which that's that's an argument for having the organic ones. Right. You know? Yeah, well, mate, actually it's an argument to not have the organic ones, right? Because if you find electro you through your webs, you can't really modify it. Like you oh, your yeah. webs are what they are so that's a good point yeah so, but but yeah cool it can go either way really but that's that's where I'd go
0: yeah uh, one thing I really appreciated visually in this movie was how every time Spider-Man shot a web onto something like it lingered like they really did the the yeah. effect of it just like sort of slowly yeah. falling <laughs> or like you know collecting or that. like just dangling from something um, it was cool yeah it was really cool and like that was that was one reason I was really glad I got to see it in IMAX because like the camera is so wide that even when Spider Man's swinging away from something, like you see that extra little bit of like yep. the, his disconnected web is yeah. just sort of dangling down and
1: like. I don't think yeah. I've ever been to. Just a side note: I don't think I've ever been to an IMAX showing of anything. Really, oh man! Is it really worth it? You think?
0: It definitely is for some movies. Uh, any movie that takes place in space. 100 percent. you got it like you got to see it in that max either um, more fastness of it and like end game you think was good in imax end game was great in imax just because i mean a lot of some of it took place in space and it was
1: awesome yeah so <laughs> you think this is worth seeing in imax yes I, I really think it was dolby digital or something
0: yeah i mean the, yeah the sound the sound design is incredible in this too um Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Michael Giacchino, once again, did the, did the yep. score. That guy is yep. everywhere. That guys is our, like, modern uh, John Williams,
1: really, right? Yeah, he really is. He does, like, everything. And I remember, I believe the first thing I saw him scoring was when I was watching Lost in, like, the early mm-hmm. mid-2000s. He scored Lost, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And that's when I first uh, saw him, and I was like, oh cool this is cool for a tv show it's almost like movie cinematic music it was uh it was awesome and then obviously he's just going on to do like he's done like four or five mcu movies i mean he's just done a bunch of shit he's awesome
0: yeah star wars he's he's yeah yeah he's amazing
1: basically is like the new john williams i mean no one replaces john williams but you know what i mean he's no but like
0: he is doing literally the sequels to yeah. movies that John Williams scored. And like also movies that if John Williams were younger and like, you know, hireable, uh, would yeah. be that he's the person they would go to for these. So like, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. Moving on to lose big three, number three, Ryan. Um, all of these Spider-Man movies have home in the title. So, yeah. what should the next Spider-Man movie be called? And it has to—it has to be some sort of clever use of,
1: of "home." All right, next one should be Spider-Man: Home on the Range, and <laughs> you know he's got his family. He's raising cattle.
0: <laughs> I picked the wrong moment to drink water. I, li- I almost literally did a spit take. <laughs> so, like, that was, the challenging thing in Spider-Man Home on the Range is, like, it's a lot of flat land.
1: He wouldn't have a lot to swing from, right? That's the challenge, my friend. That's the challenge. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Candle this flat plateau. I mean, what's it? Or whatever it's called. <laughs>
0: oh my god. He's gonna,
1: his, do a uh, lot of He's gonna have to take his beat-up pickup truck into town, you know. <laughs> He's not gonna be able to swing. Who's
0: uh, who's the main villain in Spider-Man Home on the Range? Oh
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> I can't think of anything clever. <laughs> 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 I have utterly failed you. I wasted all of it on home on the range. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> uh well just picking picking from his home, his rogues gallery, who who would be a good like
1: Well uh, I mean, I guess you can go for uh, you know, rhino. He can stay in a cage in a fucking uh he mm. could stay in a nice pasture grazing his mechanical, you know, rhino.
0: Yeah. I'd say, um, actually, they've already used them, but Vulture or anybody that can fly is going to give Spider-Man oh. a hard time if Spider-Man doesn't, isn't able to, to
1: web-sling. That, that's very true. Anybody, uh, even Goblin, you know, flying mm. in as anything, bombs. Yeah, because he literally, if you limit Spider-Man to an open country, I don't know, you might lose half of his coolness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can still take the thing, but, you know, if he's just running you know i don't know but right yeah um so my
0: my pick i that should be spider-man 4 for sure uh um, Spider- spider-man 5 it's all already that? in what what <laughs> say it again.
1: already in development actually yeah it is <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah. You've, you talked to kevin feige already you struck a deal i did john watts is moving on but they're gonna find a new director you know nice so it's gonna work out
0: um, well, that's awesome because uh, this I have this I have the title for the second one in the trilogy. So, um, oh. Spider Man hey. Five, uh, Spider Man Home Alone. Uh, Spider- oh, man. <laughs> uh, a couple of Spider Man's villains find uh, where he lives in the Queens, and they're trying to break in. And his good friend Macaulay Culkin shows up. And they team up to set a bunch of traps for the villains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Macaulay Culkin would be the top-notch hero here. He'd mm-hmm. outdo and in this situation, I think.
0: <laughs> and it's 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 like Macaulay Culkin not playing like a character in the MCU. It's Macaulay Culkin as Macaulay Culkin.
1: Oh, nice! He's not even Kevin McAllister or whatever.
0: No, I, well, oh man, that would be the ultimate crossover. Who who owns Who owns Home Alone? Is it? uh, It's not Sony, is it? No, it's definitely Disney, actually, because the Home Alone movies are on Disney Plus. So Fox, I think Fox owns Home Alone. Yeah, it might have been Fox. Either way, it's on Disney Plus, so it can be. Yeah, Kevin McAllister can show up in Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely, crossover. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Um, So I don't think we're gonna do. Like a full uh synopsis of the movie or anything, we're not gonna like go through the whole thing unless ryan do you feel like do you feel like you could summarize this plot in thirty seconds if I challenge you to summarize the whole movie in thirty seconds i think I think so yeah
1: yeah i'm gonna put, uh, I'm,
0: gonna put uh, I'm gonna start a timer
1: okay ready go uh, mysterious mysterio uh unveils Peter Parker's identity as spider-man so he has to go to dr strange and ask him to perform a spell to make everybody forget that he is spider-man but while that is happening he realizes that there are people that he doesn't want to forget that he's spider-man so he starts fucking up the spell by saying stupid little things 10 seconds left basically the spell gets botched and and dr strange contains the spell into a small box did i run out of time
0: (laughs) that's 30. Ah. <laughs> you uh I think you got through the first like uh 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> God damn it. That's yeah. all right. Uh keep going, keep going. Um what else happens?
1: So then after Doctor Strange contains the spell, um it re- he realizes that there actually was a glitch and there are some people who are spilling over from other universes and they just so happen to be people who know who Peter Parker is. So we get five villains from previous Spider-Man's Um, plus we get two Spider-Mans from these universes that these villains come from and they have to combine their awesomeness to defeat these villains. But ultimately in the end, they teach Tom Holland to be the best Spider-Man that he can be. But then unfortunately, the only way to save the universe, he has to sacrifice everything and have the whole world forget who he is. Even the people that he loves forget who he is. And so, basically, Spider-Man is left alone, home alone. Uh, Yeah, so that's that's my thirty-second synopsis.
0: Excellent, Uh, thirty-second synopsis in two minutes or less. But that' not bad, not bad. I mean, it's a huge movie; a lot happens, so there's a lot to cover. Exactly, there's a lot of little things you got to know. Um, awesome. So. Yeah, instead of like going through scene by scene, um, I figured we would just do like the big three. And then um, you and I would just talk about some like Easter eggs and like trivia and stuff about the movie. Um, And then if there's time, we're going to talk about our uh, we're going to rank all of the Marvel things that came out this year. Our top 10 of all the Marvel's Marvel stuff. Marvel
1: releases from this year. I love ranking. That's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs)
0: uh nice so let's let's do the uh let's do this easter egg um easter egg trade easter egg hunt do you want to call no it doesn't make sense to call it a hunt uh let's talk easter eggs right little cool things in the movie right that little cool
1: things in the movie so you start
0: what's your what's your first one you want to talk about
1: well, the first thing I'll, I'll mention is the right at the beginning of the movie, which references a show that's currently happening. So they must ref, they must be like coinciding near the same time. And that's Rogers, mm. the musical the guy. right mm. at the beginning, going in through the city and you see you see the different Rogers, the musical signs, you know, advertising that. So kind of makes wonder, are they overlapping in time? I know that takes place during Christmas and this is clearly like summertime. So. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the timeline, but that I'm pointing that out just because the Rogers, the musical, it was cool. And they're showing it in Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: no, that's a good point that it's yeah, because it's it's they've graduated and they're waiting for college admission letters. So, right. yeah, it has to be summer.
1: What was um, it like? Tw- they gr- Endgame was 2019, and they blipped for five years to 2024. Yeah, I thought it was like 2024, or 2025. 2024. So that's the year it is 2024 summer. Mm. And then Hawkeye takes place like later that, because then at the end of the movie, it's Christmas. Yeah, Spider Man well, when he goes. So maybe that's more right at the time of Hawkeye.
0: Yeah doesn't doesn't he swing by the Rockefeller tree lighting? Yeah,
1: I've heard that. That I've heard we may may even see him in the last episode of Hawkeye, which <laughs> I don't want to speculate, but I doubt well, it. But yeah. yeah it would it would line
0: up though because that is kind of what Hawkeye is leading up to. Um that was explicitly yeah. mentioned in the first episode of Hawkeye that like that's one of the things he wanted to do with his kids is mm-hmm. the
1: Rockefeller tree lighting. Yeah, um, lining it up to work out. That's why the last episode airs a few days after. Who knows?
0: Yeah. But that that uh, that poster for Rogers, the musical is, is. Yes,
1: that was cool. A little just, you know, of course, you want to keep everything connected. And those were nice little proofs to the new stuff that's happening now. So,
0: mm. yeah. R- Ryan, if if Rogers, the musical came to New York uh, and I got tickets, would you like would you come to New York to see it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. I thought it looked great. They're all like making fun of it. But I was like. I would watch this.
0: <laughs> Imagine being Hawkeye,
1: though, like watching watching that and like...
0: I know, right?
1: It must be totally weird as fuck. But if you're me, <laughs> I'd love it. He's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> but I love it, but it was great. Uh, the
0: first Easter egg that I wanted to talk about is... Um, we were talking about the, uh, the goblin before. And... Mm-hmm. Ned, um, Ned Leeds at one point when he finds out that there's this multiverse and there's, you know, all these Peter Parkers from alternate dimensions and, and so on. He asks, is there an alternate Ned Leeds? I wonder if there's another Ned Leeds out there somewhere. And there is, if you're a comic book fan, uh, Ned Leeds is a reporter at the Daily Bugle that becomes the Hobgoblin and the Mm -hmm. Hobgoblin is essentially the Green Goblin, but like, it's like a franchise. Like you rent the costume and technology and glider from, I forget who the original one guy was, but like invented the tech, used it for robbing banks and then basically sold the rights to the costume and tech as like a (laughs) franchise thing. So multiple people have been the hobgoblin, but Ned, um, Peter Parker's best friend, uh, in, in this universe, Ned um, is worried about like being uh, about like uh, uh, eventually betraying. He uh, yeah. uh, who t- Tobe McGuire tells him that story of like yeah. his best friend Harry, you know, tried betrayed him and tried to kill him and became like the green goblin, the new green mm-hmm. goblin. So, yep. yeah, that was like a fun little nod to the comics version of Ned. Um, it
1: was cool and it really took uh, Ned by surprise and he was totally like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't want Ned. I, I hope that they're not hinting at Ned becoming a bad guy because I think his character and the way they've made him, I, I, I don't want to see him become the Hobgoblin. Me I don't, neither. I do not want to see Ned be bad. He's just, his relationship with Peter is is too good and innocent and, and fun and nice. And it just, I don't think it would, I don't. I don't think fans would like it. It just doesn't seem like friend who would do that fans wouldn't like it, but like
0: I'd say Spider-Man comic book readers would Mike. appreciate how on brand it is because Spider-Man can't have a good thing for too long. That like true. you're he it's just true. can't have a friendship that lasts for too long or like a relationship that goes well for too long before it all just gets taken away from him by one of his villains or you know, by the
1: universe be like happen with like Ned, like he doesn't remember him right now. I just, I want to see him get back with MJ and Ned and, and everything work out. That's, I just feel like that with this. I just, maybe if they did it right, of course, I mean, whenever they do something right, I'm in with it, but my feelings right now are, I just don't want him to be bad. I agree. I don't, I don't want it either. Um, He's so cool and like a fun dude. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem to work like like it did with Harry.
0: I, I have a feeling there's a chance we could see like alternate dimension Ned Leeds as a Hoggoblin. No, I'm in but with I, that. I I feel like the direction they're they're gonna move forward with this Ned Leeds is him discovering he's a sorcerer. Um because that's a that's a huge, huge thing. I thought that was cool. I mm-hmm. love it. I liked it too, it, and it didn't felt feel like tacked on or shoehorned, or like, yeah. oh, we got to give him something to do. Like it really felt like, like mm-hmm. this is cool. This is a great way to to enhance this character even more.
1: I I thought it was cool, and I think it's perfect for for Ned. You know, if he, he discovers he's got some some sorcerer powers, and he may maybe like, I I don't know. I just think it was really cool. It was good how mm-hmm. they did, and it was like it was. different direction than the comics because i don't remember ever i mean i read the comics but i don't know any specific situation that i know of where this happened in the comics where he was like a source like it's like kind of like they're taken in a little different direction you know he's not gonna be Hobgoblin. maybe he's going in the sorcerer direction which i like how they change it sometimes yeah i think it'd be cool it's cool what what is your next easter egg my next Easter egg, let me see here. Um, one of the cool ones was the scene with Goblin. The first real scene we see with him in the alley where he's got the helmet on the dumpster and he's kind of got that split personality talking to the Goblin. And they do that like similar scene from Spider-Man 2 where he puts his suit into the garbage and walks away. And they frame it and do it almost exactly like that scene from Spider-Man 2. Yep. Which was awesome. Yep. Where he's kind of walking away, the helmet's broken, psh, just like when his suit was hanging out of the trash and he was walking away. I thought that was cool. And he was like leaving that behind, but.
0: It's amazing how this movie, I don't usually like when a movie's more than 90 minutes long. I'm a big John Carpenter fan. And yeah, quick, like, wait. quick so in you and out. Yeah. Huh? What's that? <laughs> why you love Venom 2, because it's just... Oh, right. yeah, Everything. no, Venom 2 was... Yep, Venom 2 get, got the assignment. Um, Yep. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I love all the Marvel movies, and I gen, generally don't mind when they're more than two hours, because I'm loving the visuals, I'm loving... Yeah. I'm, you know, enjoying the characters so much. This movie absolutely justifies its two-and-a-half-hour runtime because in the span of two-and-a-half hours, not only does it tell a fantastic story with tom holland spider-man but it makes it makes a protagonist out of each of these villains like we really care about them and what made them like churn to villainy in the first place and all of them Mm -hmm. get this second chance and i would argue every single one of them gets redemption by the end of the movie um it was awesome and green goblin i i the way the way you describe that scene in the alley is is absolutely perfect and like really shows how you can track a whole entire journey for Green Goblin in this movie, for Norman in this movie, like, struggling against his evil persona that's, you know, Mm -hmm. taking over his mind. And it was was, tragic, and it was amazing, yeah. And he really,
1: like, came into this, like, full-out, ready to perform. Mm -hmm. Like, was, like, in the fight scenes and the acting, like, he went full-out, like... He didn't come in, like cameo norman like he came in to play this role again as like a main villain not like a little that's what was just awesome to me like he gave like he literally put in the work and it was he did i think almost i think he did better almost in the movie than not not because of him but just because you could see him more the helmet off and like his like facial expressions and his like his mannerisms you could just that fight with Peter where they're slamming each other through the walls and the floor mm. of the apartment. They're, like, flipping. That was the sickest fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, I heard that he wanted to do, like, all the action and fight scenes if he was going to come back. He wanted to do it.
0: Yeah, that was and, one of his conditions. And yeah.
1: and he, and it and he's right. It brings the character into it, like, just so much more. It was fantastic. He was he amazing.
0: Was do- he was doing so much with like all of the screen time that he got. There was a yeah. bit there was a bit when he's at Aunt May's soup kitchen and like it's it's just such a good little subtle performance thing that he's doing when he's like stealing the donuts and putting them in his pockets in the background.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It little really, things.
0: Really oh. made me feel for this character and like view him as like Oh, I'm not right I I can see the huge difference between when he's Norman and when he's mm-hmm. Green Goblin. Oh. Like he, he's not in control when he's a villain. It's really yeah. tragic. How um he goes,
1: this is the difference is so cool.
0: And that's actually my next Easter egg is uh, it's this is something where like and you might not notice it until it's pointed out and then you'll always see it once you once you're looking for it. Uh, his teeth when he is Norman Osborn. Willem Dafoe is wearing prosthetic teeth to look more like
1: really? symmetrical.
0: Yeah. Um, when he is Green Goblin and his mind is taken over by Green Goblin, he is Willem Dafoe without like it's his natural teeth um, because he has like that big Joker crazy smile like Willem Dafoe just has that naturally. So mm-hmm. when he's playing the, the sane uh, keeping it together, Norman Osborne. He's wearing prosthetic teeth.
1: I thought that was. I think that's. I didn't even notice, but I think that's yep. awesome. <laughs> Check that out next time. That's sick. It's so. It's oh. that's that's like
0: the perfect case for like how just makeup and special effects are yeah. can do so much more tricking tricking of your eye and like mm. hacking your brain than yeah. anything you could do with with CG art because it's a little. It's, yeah, uh-huh. it's a little thing where it's like you're you start doubting whether you're seeing two different faces when yeah. you're like that. It's the, I know it's the same person. I can't place my finger on what's different, but at, like and that, once you know though, the next time you see the movie, you're gonna be like you're gonna be looking at his teeth and I am. you're gonna notice it right away. That's
1: fucking cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I love those little subtle things. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't notice it, but your brain notices it like subconsciously. That's That's awesome, yep. Hell yeah! Wow. Well, let's see. What do I have next? Oh, I like the. uh, I like the reference back to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man with his back, Mm. which I thought was awesome. And if you remember, well, in Spider-Man Two, when he falls, you know, his his uh, when he's trying to swing, when his his uh, his web shooters stop, and he's shooting, and he falls, and you're like. I think he smashes on the car and he's like, my back, <laughs> my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that was awesome. And then they kind of went back to that in this where he has to like stretch and crack his back because he's kind of got the back injury. And mean, to he, also, out,
0: he also crack, held crack. a train. He stopped a train with his back.
1: Yeah, and, exactly. Like, can you imagine that stress? Oh, man. So, you know, yep. just the fact that he's old and he's Spider-Man, and he's done all this stuff and he's I just love how they put that little hint in there like oh my back He's like kind of getting ready to go into battle stretching it out <laughs> and andrew's, andrew's like you want me to help you out you know and, and i just thought that was really cool and how they reference back to like those type of things and the little stuff and that's cool too you know
0: you know what i really loved about that moment is he was like oh do you want me to help you out and he was like yeah and, they, and he lets him, he just lets him like put him in the bear <laughs> hug and, and you know, crack his back. Yep. And it's, I just loved the interaction between all of the Peter Parkers because it wasn't like, there wasn't like this, this, you know, uh, any, any like pride or like selfishness yeah. or like, you know, I'm the real Spider-Man. Um, and they're all just supportive of each other.
1: And they lifted Andrew up almost meta, like that he was the <sighs> Spider-Man kind of think of the least. You're amazing, man, because he's the amazing... amazing. <laughs> I thought that was... All that was just fucking superb. Like, literally all the stuff that you would wanted the three Spider-Man to interact with and talk about and do, and they mm-hmm. did. Like, it was great. And I liked that they didn't... Like, they give, like, Toby and Andrew, like, time to shine, like, together. Yeah. They're not even, like, the Spider-Man of the movie, but they have, like, a couple individual scenes with... Andrew and Toby, which is like every Spider-Man got their bits together, like solo and all together. And that was, I, I didn't think there'd be as much like Toby and Andrew interacting alone, Mm. which I thought that was awesome. And just and Andrew, just Andrew Garfield, just, I think everyone in the world thinks he's better than better Spider-Man now by seeing this movie, just, the fact that you see what he can do with better writing and like it, it just it he was he was great. The way he said I really loved Andrew Garfield in this. I really did. Not I don't want to take away from Tom or Toby. Yeah. But the fact that he was the one who I least thought about or like the least like I really wanted to see Toby with Tom and of okay, Andrew Garfield, cool, bring him in too. But I was just like, wow he was fucking great. It really looked like he wanted to sh- prove himself and mm-hmm. he did how many nailed it.
0: And that was his arc too. Like each of the spider Men had their own, their own sort of like arc, their thing that they wanted, yep. the thing that they wanted to redeem about themselves. And for him, for Andrew Garfield's speeder, uh, Peter Parker, it was, you know, letting in he blames himself for how MJ died and he, or no, I'm sorry, how Gwen died. It was Gwen Stacy. Yep. Um, yep. And in this movie, he got to rescue MJ from a very similar fate, and it was you just that moment when he just immediately starts crying after doing it was it just reached out of the screen and just ripped tears out of my eyes.
1: It was amazing. I had I had a, the quivering lip for that one man. That was that was the way they did it was just phenomenal. The way Are you okay, oh, and he's just like it just meant so much to him. It was mm. just that was fantastic. So good, Andrew Garfield's a fucking great actor. He's he's a great
0: actor. He is. I don't want to take anything like you said. I don't want to take anything away from the other actors, but I would say Andrew Garfield shines as like the strongest actor yeah. in this movie. I think, um,
1: yeah,
0: I everybody think played their parts perfectly,
1: but yeah. You know, I knew Toby and Tom would be great, but it's just I, I just think I was taken by surprise at how how well his character was and how well he did it and the, the way he performed it. And it was just, just, it, he really, it was great. Mm-hmm. It's, but Obie again. And like, ah, oh, it was just all, what a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it was, yeah, just, they- but it was just, it just was everything you wanted as a fan.
0: I'd say what they each sort of represented was like Tobey Maguire represented the most experienced and like most calm kind of like most confident. Hey, we got this. You know, we can we can mm-hmm. figure out a plan. Kind of uh, elder statesman, Spider Man. Yeah, and then absolutely. Andrew Andrew Garfield was like the most conflicted, like the most you know like beating himself up and had the most like, regrets. Yeah, like he was and still then,
1: going through it
0: but you still know. going through it. And then yeah. Tom Holland, really what he is amazing at in all of these movies and the Avengers movies is that like inexperienced, but like willing to step up and just yeah. constantly being, uh, hang on a sec. there's an ambulance. I thought that was outside my apartment. Holy shit. <laughs> That's pretty good sound. So yeah, what Tom Holland <laughs> is like, he's like inexperienced and like constantly in over his head, like, Barely treading water. Um, and he plays that so well. And it was I, I think it it was really important for the movie to characterize the three Spider-Man as like they're great together, they're great as a team, and they support each other, but also they're at, at different stages of their development yeah. and experience. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I never totally broke it down like that, but you're you're absolutely right. That's perfect. They're and they DJ also pulled off the Spider Man evolution, you know, and that was that's cool.
0: And they also pulled off the meme of them all pointing at each other when they're in the lab.
1: <laughs> that was in the in the when they're doing the science in this in the lab. Is mm-hmm. that yeah the Peter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. awesome. Was that uh,
0: that was your that was your Easter with right? the that uh, was fine. To, to McGuire's back? Yep. Um okay so my next one is uh one of the one of the robots in this movie. Actually, it might be the only robot um, cuz we're going to talk about is uh well, is Alfred Molina is is Doc Ock, a cyborg. Would you would you consider him a cyborg? I
1: <sighs> no. No. Uh, it's very oh man, that's difficult. I guess technically Yes, because he has added on robotic parts. So that's Mm. really kind of what a cyborg is, right? Yeah. But they're cyborg parts that are replacing his human pieces. It's an add-on. That's a good point. So, you know, like, you know, cyborg in the DC universe or or Robocop or whatever, they're cyborgs because their body parts are replaced by robots, mechanical But Doc Ock just has the addition of extra machines. Mm. So I don't know if it's exactly a cyborg. Hmm. He's more human with robotic extras. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's a modified modified human. Modified human. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, (laughs) awesome. So
0: now we have like a a fifth category of robots, modified (laughs) human.
1: Modified Um, human.
0: But there is a robot in this movie, which is Dum E, uh, which is the robotic arm in in God. Happy's apartment, which is one of the original um, Tony Stark robots, like robot helpers.
1: And he saves them and three when it when this whole place was destroyed. It was like the only thing he took away. Yeah. That was the boy right there. Glad to yeah. see he's still in glad to see he's still going. You know? Yeah, dummy, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, he tried.
0: He tried his hardest. He wasn't always, you know, the, the most reliable robot,
1: but he tried. I don't know if I have any more uh, real good Easter eggs. Do you? I have one more. Let me see um, if I can muster up another one. But uh, I'm not
0: even sure if this counts as an Easter egg. But it's uh, that uh, when Electro is talking to when after after Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker um, attaches the device to him and drains his power. And mm-hmm. He's talking to him. He's like, you know, you got a nice face, kid. But I just figured, you know, you're a kid from Queens that's helping people. Uh, I just thought you'd be a black, and I thought you'd, there I thought there'd be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere.
1: I that was awesome. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know if this even counts as an Easter egg because everybody, everybody knows that that was is honestly, a reference to. So
1: yeah, what's it a reference to? That was perfect. Uh, that that was actually my last one too. If I was gonna mm. have to say, so that worked out. But that's definitely a reference to Miles Morales. Of course. Who, you know, should be coming. I mean, we all we already got the End of the Spider-Verse and now the c- sequel trailer, which I don't know if you watched, but you don't watch trailers, right? Nope. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, so there's another one coming out. It looks cool. Nice. Uh, but that's a great, great movie, too. But I would love to see Miles Morales in live action. And I definitely yeah. think will be in the next few years. It's just... I, mm. it, you know, it's just how we how are they gonna line it up? I and I don't really know right now. Hard for me to guess, but it's still hard to say what happened, what's gonna happen with Tom Holland's Spider Man going forward. The way this movie ended, I you know, I don't know. Realistically, like,
0: realistically, yeah. I think the next Spider Man movie, um, I think honestly, what they'll what they'll do with it to go bigger is time travel, and they'll involve. Um, the uh, Spider-Man twenty twenty three. Oh, that. I do. Good. I do think like that's probably the the most logical
1: next direction for them to take it in. In live action. In the live uh, action in, in the MCU, Or are you talking about into the Spider Verse?
0: The um in the live action.
1: You live action or Sony Verse, whichever way they they go with it. That. Do, that's a good question. Do you I'm going to ask you do you think Tom Holland's going to go and do S- Spider-Man movies with like Tom Tom Hardy in Sonyverse and still just vaguely be connected to the MCU through the multiverse? Do you think he's going to stay in the MCU totally and completely and some and there'll either be another Spider-Man or or, they
0: kind of they kind of left it in a way where it's like very um, they they hit the reset
1: button and they can kind of do anything they want. That's what I think is kind of cool about it. Yeah, you know, they almost like rebooted. Like they can do what now they can take them in a whole new direction, not have to explain. You know, if if Sony decides they want to do something to explain why tony's there or why nobody knows him or they can just go and do it and there's gonna be no questions
0: yeah i i just think like they're doing they're doing a lot of fan service and i, I think i said spider-man 2023 earlier i'm at 2099
1: kind of question that but then we moved on but yeah but
0: <laughs> i i know um, you but uh, yeah, Miguel O'Hara is the Spider-Man. But like, I I don't know. People have been people have been wanting to see him in Spider-Man for a long time, and like, he was in the end credits of Into the Spider-Verse, technically. Um, so I think in some way, that's like, no matter who's directing it, that's where they'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is either him coming back? to Spider-Man's modern time to help him out for some reason or Spider-Man ending up in the future somehow and going right. on a future adventure.
1: What do you think? Um, I think that sounds fantastic. I never thought about that, but I kind of think that that's kind of the next way they can go to make it big. Mm. Like, you know, it's like, how do you top what you've just done? <laughs> it's that's a tricky one you know so yeah i think like somehow having spider-man 2099 time travely type stuff is would be pretty cool but do but you, you think you, do you oh, what yeah i was gonna say do you think it's gonna be mcu or sony
0: right um
1: what were you gonna say to me
0: no because well no because that was the that was the i did that was the part of your question i didn't didn't answer <laughs> um no yeah i i think uh i think it's gonna be i think marvel's not gonna give up spider-man very easily now that they've got
1: him that's what i think too you've you've got him so ingrained in this universe even if he's forgotten like there's so much history and to to go with and there's so much you can i think i think he's gonna stay in the mcu i think so
0: Especially with the Fantastic Four showing up uh, because Spider-Man and Ben Grimm, the thing, are like best friends in the comics. (laughs) And that's it's a really like delightful relationship. And I would absolutely love to see like to see that happen, especially with Tom Holland's Spider-Man at some point. So
1: we'll see, though. We'll see. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be great. Whatever they give us. There's so many open ended things they can do. That's that's so hard to guess. They can go anywhere with the way they ended it, which is what's quite perfect about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, Ryan, do you have any more to say about Spider Man No Way Home
1: before we go on to our uh, top 10 ranking? No, I think we covered it pretty well. I think the top 10 is what we should be doing. Nice.
0: Uh, All right. So, we are going to be talking about, uh, we're going to rank our top 10 of the Marvel. Movies slash TV shows that were released this year. And it's crazy that we're able to to make a top 10 list just from this year alone. But here we are.
1: Well, what do you want to do? Like start at 10 and we'll go back and forth?
0: Yeah, I like a countdown to like from, yeah. from bottom okay. to top. What do you think?
1: No, I think that's good. Yeah. So you give me uh, so you want me to get my number 10. Uh, You give me your number 10 first. All right. My number 10 is Hawkeye. (laughs) And it's a, it's good. I, it's not like I don't like it, but it's just not at the excitement level that I've had for, for other ones. Um, It's just, you know, it's kind of seems like, you know, low stakes kind of ground level, boring, not boring. I don't want to say boring. That's terrible. It's not boring, but it's not, it's just not to me the action and greatness that the other shows have been. It's, 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 it's a lot more basic. It's, it's cool. It's, it, the last couple episodes have, have picked up a little bit, but, you know, it's just not as much my thing as the other stuff.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, where are you? I'm, oh, I'm you enjoying know. Hawkeye a lot. Um, and I'm I'm caught up on it, and I'm really excited for the next episode. But like, it almost I almost felt uh, like it was unfair to place it um, because it's not finished yet. But then again, I have confidence that it's like it's where it's leading up to. It's gonna end well. Like it's gonna have a good yeah. ending. I I don't I'm not yeah. worried about it like falling apart at the last minute or anything. Uh, but I did rank it as my number nine. Um, <laughs> so my number ten though was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. And it was, it was kind of, I mean, every every one of these 10 are things that I loved. Um, so I didn't, I did, like Falcon and Winter Soldier isn't at the bottom of my list because I didn't like it, but it's because, I don't know, I think Hawkeye is more my style, and I read the the Hawkeye cart, uh, comic book that it's based on. Oh. So I, I feel like I, I have just more a little bit more of a connection to it. Um, I really enjoy seeing like Pizza Dog especially and the Tracksuit Mafia um like brought to, brought to life from the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier it was great, but I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying Hawkeye a little better.
1: Well, that works out perfect cuz my number 9 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So right. we're our ending is rankings are pretty close. Yeah. And I and I it's almost similar to, to hawkeye but i like it a little more because it was a little more badass um i really i did really like the uh, uh, sam and bucky's relationship so there's just their acting in their relationship together so i enjoyed that and um i really enjoyed the story of getting a new captain america and the super soldier serum was cool some of the villain stuff was a little messy with the with that girl and the uh I forget her name now and the, the group there with the super soldier and they were trying to they liked the world pre with the blip they liked you know flags yeah that that's it yeah um <laughs> it was cool but um yeah again it's it's it wasn't the greatest but I again just like you said like I really enjoyed like these shows so mm-hmm. putting them at the bottom isn't like I hated them. I watched them all Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Know, but yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Quick aside,
0: did we did we talk about because we covered Falcon and Winter, we covered it episode by episode. Did we talk about the fact that flag smashers doesn't make sense? Like, you could rip a flag, right? You could, like, you take sh- a knife and like slash a flag, yeah, but, but smashing it isn't really gonna, it's cloth, it's not really gonna do much, yeah, it's gonna do nothing, really. <laughs> Paper beats rock, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Um but yeah, Falcon and Witcher Soldier. You know what I, I, I will say I think about um uh Wyatt Russell's performance a lot. Like mm-hmm. he was he, he was, was really best. good and it was kind of the first thing I've seen him in, and I'm really, really impressed with him and like I've I've started looking out at like other, like for other projects that he's been in and, and like I really like him
1: uh, uh, yeah, because I, of that show. I am excited to see more of him in the MCU too and see what they do with that character. Cause mm. he, cool. Oh, it was, it was a good character. Definitely. Uh,
0: all right. So that's our number 10 and nine since we've kind of had the same, um, but it interchanged. It so Ryan, what's your number eight?
1: My number eight is Black Widow. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Yep. Nice. And you know, again, pretty similar reasons. It's just that, I I did – the humor in Black Widow was cool. A lot of the the, the jokes and stuff were fun. Um, but I also thought that the movie just came way too late. You know, it, it was yeah. like the movie should have come out way back during the Civil War, before Infinity War, that era. Yep. Uh, it's just we're so far beyond what's happening here that it's like – you know, we're talking about Kang and the multiverse and celestials and gods. And and then this just seems like a step back. And it happened a long time ago before all this even started taking place. So it's it seems out of place. Not that it's a bad movie, but I would have more enjoyed it four years ago.
0: Yeah, that that's my exact criticism and review of the movie is that like, <laughs> it's they did, they did Scarlett Johansson dirty and they should have given her this movie five, six years ago. Um, you can kind of read it on her face that she's like frustrated Yeah, uh, that, you know, that like it, she, it's a great performance, but it's just yeah. not the, the character from five years ago. Cause it's, she's been through all that she's been through and we know her ending and it's just, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I loved it. Um, It was hard. I would say like as much as I loved it, it just making a top 10 list, it was hard to rank it above anything else. But at the same time, I I think I still enjoyed it more than if you asked me to sit down and watch all of Black Widow again or watch all of one of those two series again, I think I'd
1: rather watch Black Widow again. Yeah, me too, because I do think that a few of the action scenes and fight scenes are cool. Some of the scenes with the with the family and the dialogue is cool. There's some cool parts, definitely. And yeah, I would cruise through the movie before I watched these those two shows again. Anna and it gave us Yelena, and Yelena rules. Yes, no, she's fantastic. She is one of the best parts of that and Hawkeye. My number seven was Venom 2. And um, I liked Venom 2. I did, but I know you liked how it was snappy and quick and that was cool, but it felt like it almost moved a little too quickly. I would have liked to like just seen a little bit, maybe some more scenes between Cletus and, and Eddie. Um because it just seemed to like bah, 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 and boom, we're at the climax. And fight bam, he eats them and boom, it's over. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It was real quick. It was real fast, and I would have liked to have seen it. Like, a, maybe another 30 minutes. Give me give me a few more, like, extended scenes of stuff. Just a few a few more things with maybe Venom and Eddie doing something. I don't know. It was just really quick. Good movie and action in it, but it just moved along so fucking quick. I, I would have liked a little couple things in there, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know what, but it just felt real fast.
0: I do think it, it needed to be rated R, and... Yeah, and therefore needed to have scenes of Cletus
1: Cassidy like murdering people. And um, <laughs> when he, whenever he was going crazy on people, it was tamed back because yes. of the. Rip. So you know, it, I did enjoy it, and as soon as it's free on TV, I'm sure as hell watching it again. But it wasn't enough to to boost it into the front half of
0: my yeah. breakdown. I get. I hear you. That's fair. That's fair. So what was your seven? My number seven was What If. Okay. Uh, Fair. So What If, Yeah, What If was, it was, there were episodes of it that were some of the greatest things I've seen Marvel put out. Um, Mm -hmm. Just some of the best content that I've seen them put out. And there were episodes where, like, I was kind of yawning through some of them, um, parts of them. So none of the episodes were bad. Yeah. but as a whole, What If was like a very cool project. Um, I love that. I love that each episode took a different character as the lead and like really took them in, in an interesting direction. Um, mm-hmm. And then they all came together at the end, which I really wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it lo- all to like add up to a final uh, amalgamation of of them all like getting together. Um, but it's and it's also really cool that it seems like it's actually going to bleed over into the MCU proper um, yeah. based on that
1: trailer that we saw at the end of no way home. <laughs> yes. That to me was probably, to me personally, was probably the best episode, the one with the dark doctor, strange, supreme strange, I whatever you call them. Um, I also would have liked to have seen the connections s- start earlier and start it's almost like you don't see how it's going to be connected to like the second to last episode. and Then boom, Ultron's there. I would have liked to see a string sewing the episodes together a little more strongly. Because there's not much of any connection until boom, he's, we're in the last episode and they're collecting them all to fight. Like, I, there should have been some more connection to
0: it. I I, I prefer that, though. I prefer that because um, like I said, I didn't see it coming. And I'm, and I, yeah, I like that it was a
1: surprise. It. I, I respect that, but personally, I would, if I feel they're going to connect it, I want to see it start to happen. I want to s- be teased along the way a little more than nothing, you know. I don't want them to give it yeah. away, but I like the teases or something to keep me going because I just thought, oh, they're all separate, and then boom, he's gonna, I, you know. But, but like I yeah. said, I. You're ranking it below me, so (laughs) I liked it. But, again, that's my complaint of it. That's fair. That's fair. So what were we – that was our seven, right?
0: That was number seven. Uh, So, Uh, Ryan, what was your number six?
1: My number six is Eternals. Ooh. Yeah. So Eternals was really good. Great. This is when I'm starting to feel a little more positive about stuff. I really liked Eternals. I loved the characters and their superpowers, but some of it was drawn out a little boring. Um, and mm-hmm. then like we kind of save it a little bit. Um, but overall, I really, overall, I really liked Eternals. Um, I'm just trying to know how to explain it. Some of it was a little choppy and boring at times, but the, all in all the characters and the fighting and the, and the relationships between the characters won me in the end. And I do really like the movie, but those are my little complaints about it.
0: Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, I have, I have Eternals a little
1: higher on my list. Um, Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's Um, why it's we're different. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. So what is your six?
0: My number six was
1: Shang-Chi. Okay. Right. Uh,
0: it was, again, it was hard for me to put this, um, uh, anywhere on my top 10 because like I really, I really, when I first was thinking of a top 10 list, Shang-Chi came to mind right away. Cause I was like, oh, this was, first of all, it was one of the first movies I saw back in the theater when, when theaters mm-hmm. reopened and it kind of like kicked off the summer and like, like blockbusters from, for, um, for this year. And like, yep. it was just it had one of the best fight scenes I've seen in the MCU so far on the bus. Just one of the coolest action sequences. Uh, it it really played around with like the fantasy genre and and, and brought that into Marvel, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, I just I loved Shang Chi so much, but the other movies in my top five I just loved even yeah. more. So it
1: was yeah. yeah gotta make choices I understand how to make choices that's kind of where my middle is here it's like there's like the middle three or four where it's like ah uh, you know but I I hear I feel you yeah um so then we're moving into five, five. my middle is what if okay I put what if at five and um well, I've told you before and I thought what if is one of the shows that actually surprised me the most in something I really didn't think I was going to enjoy. I'm not a huge fan of animation, especially when it's trying to be serious. Um, I like comedy animation. That's Family Guy, Simpsons, you know, that uh, South Park, that stuff. Animation works fine in comedy, but sometimes when it's trying to be serious, it's harder for me to take it seriously because it's a cartoon. So I'm always a little more, a little more, a little less excited about things that are animated but I watched what if and I really did enjoy it I thought some of the stories were great but there were a, like you said there's some that are kind of boring um like I the Thor party one is kind of lame um you know there's a few that just it, it's kind of unnecessary to sit, like they could have done better but mm-hmm. I did love how it all came together at the end with Ultron with all the infinities that the last couple episodes were badass yeah. And it all made up for some of the other episodes. So that's why. Um, and I had this inkling that they were going to somehow incorporate some of this into the movies. So I kind of thought that something might happen later. And seeing the Supreme or Dark Strange or, or however you want to call him um, was really cool in that trailer for Doctor Strange. So I was like, oh, shit. That's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was a good show. I'll put that right in the middle, you know. So, what was your five?
0: My number five was Venom Two: Let the carnage Okay. Um, it was. Uh, I think you you kind of mentioned all the reasons I loved it. It was short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally an hour thirty seven. Um, yeah. I do I do think it it like I usually don't say this about movies, but I do think it should have been more graphic there should have been more graphic violence. Um, it's kind of the whole point of the carnage character is like, he's a terrifying horror movie monster in, in, in a comic book, like, you know, in this comic book world. And he disrupts Spider-Man's whole like pop fun Spider-Man world by being so murderous and terrible and dark.
1: The contract. (laughs) Cool. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and so it, I wasn't disappointed in any way. Like it's not it, the disappointed isn't the right word, but I, I really, I really wish I could have seen a rated R version of this because Woody Harrelson did such a great job playing Carnage. Yeah. Tom Hardy is amazing as Venom, and I love the he direction did. they're taking oh. Venom in. But yeah. yeah, it just could have been more. It could have been rated R, and and that's the only way that I think I would have enjoyed it more. But that, but. All that said, this was one of my favorite movies that I saw in the, in the theater this year because it was just so much fun. Yeah, um, what, I loved the first Venom. I saw it like three times, and I just couldn't wait for the sequel, and I was just having fun from start to finish.
1: Did you like this one better than the first?
0: Yes, I did. I think yeah. the first one is a better movie, to be honest with you. I think it's a better a better script and a better story, mm-hmm. um, but I do... Because this one, honestly, the script is a mess. Like, it's (laughs) I can't really I can't really defend this movie on many levels. Um, All I can say is like it's my number five because I loved it so much and I just had so much fun with it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a fun movie. It's cool, and I'm only two spaces off from you, so it's not like you know. Yeah. Cool. So Uh, cool. Four. Number four. My number four is Shang Chi. Hmm. i really really liked shang chi um i loved the humor i loved the story i loved the action and fight scenes um it was just i don't know it was just really cool i really enjoyed the humor and and trevor slattery i thought was great i thought the the the, the little guy there with no head. Why do I forget what he's called? That little furry, the furry, um, um, God, what was his name? Morris. Uh, Travis? Tra- no, the little furry guy that he talks to with no head. The Morris. Is that Morris, right? Oh, Morris. Morris. <laughs> I loved Morris and it was just, I thought this, it was cool. I thought the fights, I liked the special effects and all around, I just thought it was a good, fun, feel good movie that wasn't too, Too heavy or too light. Too. It was just. It was a really good straight down the middle MCU movie. I think that's uh, the best way for me to say it. It it would literally rank right dead in the middle for me. It was. It was. It was good, entertaining, fun. That's it. Yeah, I liked it it a lot, and uh, yeah, had a decent story and had action and cool special effects. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I liked the. The introduction of a new cool badass character too, Shang Chi. I think is going to be a kick ass Avenger. Uh, I think his powers are cool uh, with the rings and and so I I'd, I can't wait to see him fight along the Avengers. That's one of my biggest excitements. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. And yeah, yeah Shang Shang Chi was super fun and and that is another point that I give it is uh, like you said it introduced a a brand new Marvel character to the MCU. Um, and he's immediately like, Oh yeah, this is a Marvel character. Like, yeah. And he's really cool. And he's bringing something unique to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that for that reason, my number four is the Eternals because it gave us 10 new characters. (laughs) Um, that's actually not the reason I liked the eternal so much or why it's so high on my list. But like, that is another like out of, out of all of the movies in our top 10, they all, uh, they all are either sequels or continuations of a character's story. Um, except, or in what if I guess it's like alternate versions of character stories. Um, and yeah, the only two uh, that came out this year that are like brand new properties or brand new characters are Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Um, the Eternals, I really loved it. I loved, I loved the concept. I loved that it it was sort of like the Bible of the MCU. It kind of explained why the MCU exists. Um, yeah. And it's just a, a really great reference point for a lot of things that have happened over, you know, the past 12 years of, of these movies. Um, While simultaneously setting up the next phase and and like where this is going cosmically, um, there was a lot of criticism against this movie. Uh, People, a lot of people called it the worst Marvel movie so far. And I don't get it because I came out, I I was enjoying this movie so much while I was watching it and I couldn't stop. I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw it. Uh, It was kind of the most sci-fi of all of the Marvel movies so far. And just was absolutely wild and, and, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. It definitely, I, I, uh, we talked about it on an episode that I haven't released yet. Um, but it'll be coming out soon. Uh, and so you can hear a lot more of my, our thoughts on it then, but like, yeah, cause I could go on and on and on about how much I love this movie, but yeah, it's my number four and it was actually really hard to even rank it like below the other things on there. But, um, yeah. but I loved Eternals.
1: hey I'm with you I I think you're right the vastness and coolness of the history of the that was one of the coolest parts about the movie like you said the bible of the MCU almost Mm -hmm. it it is cool and I honestly can't wait till it's out on Disney Plus to watch it again so I can kind of take it in again and and watch it on my own and really watch it a couple times and get it and not that I you know it's it's a lot it's a long movie there's a lot to it and
0: I, I can't wait. I went back and watched it in the theater again cuz I I knew oh. that this is one of those movies that like like later like in 10 years I'm going to regret that I can't see it in
1: the theater again. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So, uh to number 3. Number 3. Uh, my number 3 is Loki. Um <laughs> So, I loved Loki. Loki was one of my favorites and there was loki and another show which is next that i Mm. had the hardest time deciding which one i was gonna put before the other but ultimately i'll explain why i chose the other one when we get to that one but i loved loki um i i'm a huge fan of crazy things like multiverse and you get crazy with me and i'm in you know Mm -hmm. like variants, alligator variants of like I love that kind of stuff. Just imagination and cool sci-fi and like craziness. And I love the character of Loki, how you're taking a villain and changing him into like kind of a a not a villain. And they've already done that once and now they like reset it, try again. I I don't know. I kind of like that whole aspect of rebuilding Loki again as a as now almost a more positive character and mm. see where they go with that. And I love it. I love the multiverse stuff and I can't wait to see what they do is with season three. And I think Loki has one of the biggest, the biggest base stories of what's happening in the future in the MCU. Like, so really watching Loki is quite an important thing to what's going to be happening in multiverse and the madness and all that stuff. And it's really the basis of that. Excuse me. Loved it. I thought Loki was one of the more cool imaginative shows uh and they took it in weird directions like Mm. like loki falling in love with himself basically it was just cool things that i really enjoyed i loved i look we're now up to things i loved and it was very hard to pick the top three but that's where i'm at loki was fantastic
0: if i if i had had to guess i would have guessed you would put like loki was going to be your number one
1: I would never, I don't think my number one, I don't think anything would have been able to beat it, but for, for two and three were my hardest to pick from. And I'll, Mm -hmm. you know, get to why I chose my number two over my number three when we get there. But what was your number? (laughs) My number three was
0: also Loki. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I, I loved it for all the same reasons. It was like time travel, uh, alternate universes sci-fi like really cool sci-fi stuff and mm-hmm. um i'm not i'm not like much of a doctor who fan but it is like out of the good episodes of, that i've seen of doctor who it very it's very reminiscent of that um right. and that kind of like fun tone with mm-hmm. crazy yeah. over the top concepts um d- d- tom holland's uh tom holland tom Wait, this is the other tom tom Hello. You're talking about Loki, Middleston, Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hiddleston's performance uh, was so good, and yeah, it's um, it's kind of like watching Spider-Man: uh, uh, No Way Home made me think a lot about Loki and how it was like the the contrast. Like, it's what was so delightful about the Peter Parkers interacting with each other and supporting each other is that like these are all variants of each other, and yeah. they just they're just positive towards one another. Like, they're not. Fighting for supremacy, they're not betraying each other. Unlike (laughs) unlike Loki, which is, I mean, it's what made Loki fun. But that's what's
1: great about his character. (laughs)
0: But it's but the fact that this is how Peter, multiple Peter Parkers, interact when they're in the same room together is delightful because that is exactly like that's what I expect from the character. Like he's he's a hero and he's just like so wholesome. Um, and so that's it's so on brand and it worked so well, mm-hmm. but Loki was yeah. a great contrast and I loved. It I was, loved it. It was a. It was one of the best things, one of the most ambitious
1: and like yeah. brave things that Marvel has done ever. It, it went real crazy with it, and it paid off. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So number uh, two. So what's your number two, Ryan? Is WandaVision, and WandaVision was after I thought about it and really was like ah, that feeling I got when I watched WandaVision for the first time I hadn't seen an MCU thing in over a year because of the pandemic and just the way WandaVision built up like it started, and you're like what the fuck is going on like Mm -hmm. the mystery and like the guessing each episode of what the hell is going on it was the coolest show to speculate about and to and to to guess about what's going to happen the acting and the relationship between vision and wanda and and every agatha and everyone in that show was top notch um i just the slow reveal as the show went on was spectacular and when you went from that black and white into color and then you slowly saw the the snap and you got into the regular MCU the build up was like magical almost so mm-hmm. that just the feeling I got watching that show for the first time I, I put that against Loki and I was like I really think that WandaVision has to win just because of that the, the emotion the, the way I felt we started doing the podcast with that show mm-hmm. and talking about it You know, I mean, not you've been doing but I started doing the MCU stuff with you for that. And it was just just really cool. It's a great show and just makes me think back to that and how we talked about it and had no idea what was going to happen. And it was just a great show. And I think that that's why I'm putting it above I, I just I'm putting it above Loki because it deserves to be. (laughs) <laughs> it was fantastic and wanda and and vision were just the the elizabeth olsen and paul Bettany were so good and mm-hmm. catherine on as the villain was so fucking good they're just they were all top notch
0: mm-hmm. so yeah i yeah i also i also it was uh w- wanda vision is my number 1 um i'm just okay. going to get that out of the way w- wanda vision is my absolute number 1 top of my list Uh, i think it's not i think it's not only the my favorite thing that the mcu released this year but i i think it's my favorite mcu property um i i i i I said this a lot when we were covering it episode by episode but like i was a big tv junkie back when i was a kid and watched a lot of nick at night and so i like i i really loved the the journey of each episode representing another decade of of classic sitcom television. And then the way that they actually, like, made that the story, made that a huge part of Wanda's character, was kind of mind-blowing for me and really, really uh, tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah. And I will say, like I said, with, um, with Venom, I can't defend WandaVision as, like, the highest quality or best thing that Marvel has put out. Um, it had a lot of problems due to like the release schedule and mm-hmm. filming during COVID. And you yeah. know the ending does kind of fall apart a little bit. Um, however, it's like, you know, we're, we're comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. Um, cause especially cause it's a TV, TV show versus a movie, but compare like comparing this with Spider-Man as my favorite thing. Wanda, I, I can, I think I can safely say Spider-Man is a better movie um, or a better
1: uh, overall, a better story,
0: complete thing, right? yeah, a complete right. story than WandaVision is. But WandaVision, it's my favorite, whether it's yeah. better. Um,
1: and you uh, went you, into one, just each style for each episode, the music, the opening intros, the mm-hmm. there was so much that went into WandaVision that just, and, and it was so, and it was the first thing they'd done in over a year. And it was so ambitious, and they just they just went for it, and it paid off, and it was it was spectacular.
0: I I think it's the most ambitious television project that I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, like, from any from anybody from any studio. How you how they just started? And everyone's totally in the dark. But what the fuck is this? And that's ballsy for for a studio that's just done superhero movies that are pretty straightforward, and now mm-hmm. you're diving into this. And it was, it really changed the way we watch MCU stuff sometimes to now, oh, now it could be a mystery and it can be what's going to happen next and the surprises of the shows. That was never like, it was just, it's so cool to have that now. I think it's, and WandaVision, I feel like started that and, and it did start that. It was great. Yeah. And
0: it is like, it is comparing apples to oranges, but like, it you is pair apples and oranges because like ap- they're both fruit and <laughs> like one yeah. of them, I <laughs> I like I like oranges more than <laughs> apples even though apples might objectively be better for you because they don't have all the like citric a- citric acid that messes up your stomach. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna eat oranges. I'm not, any- a, fruit,
0: I'm not a fruit scientist.
1: <laughs> so and then well then obviously moving into my number one, it's Spider Man. Uh um, huh. I. I was blown away by this movie. I loved it. I, I could not, I just couldn't put anything above it. I, I was so, I enjoyed it so much and I looked forward to it for so long. And I was so happy when I finally saw it. I don't think that I was this excited about anything in a long time since Endgame, anyway. Um, and I don't think it's better than Endgame, but, um, just to get that out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in the last, in, in the list of these things, it's up there and it's in my top three favorite MCU projects of anything.
0: Which nice. would be well, what are the other in, two?
1: Infinity War, Endgame, no Ale. That's my top okay. three in that order. Uh, I mean, I know it's unfair when oh they're the event, but they're Endgame and Infinity War are fucking sick. I can't pick. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to put something else in that place. Those movies are epic. So. And I loved infinity war because just it literally, that movie starts with action from the start and it goes all the way to the end. nonstop. Yeah. Endgame end game is more slow and it builds. And then you have the ending, the time travel into the ending. So it's a little different, totally different movies really, mm-hmm. which what's awesome about it. Um, but infinity war end game, no way home. That's my top three. Nice. I,
0: yeah, that's a good that's a good ranking. Infinity War is definitely my favorite movie,
1: and yeah, Infinity War's oh, I love them. I can really watch that anytime. And then right after is probably Thor Ragnarok, which would hit my number four. Mm-hmm. Love Thor Ragnarok,
0: top. Notch. Um, so Spider Man No Way Home was my number two, but that makes it my number one movie that was released by Marvel right. this year. Yes, um, and it's. It's one of my favorite movies that I saw in the theater this year. Uh, it, I put it right up next to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which uh, I really,
1: really enjoyed. Ghostbusters was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife was fun. I saw that too. Very much enjoyed it. Can't wait to watch it again.
0: Um, there was another thing I wrote down. I've, I don't know what made me think of this, but like um, before we end talking about this movie... One mm-hmm. thing that I really appreciated about it was how much how self-aware it was about like every time Jamie Foxx, um, every time Electro was talking about how he became Electro by falling into a pool of electric eels. And the, the <laughs> just the just the like the level of seriousness with which they treated that it
1: was just right. It was just yeah, it's, right. I love when he says it's a to Tommy McGuire and he's like. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that sort of thing before. Yep, yep. Makes sense. Uh, just fantastic.
1: It was that's uh, great stuff.
0: Yeah, because it, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, does that make any less sense than the other things that works ac- accepting, you know, at face no. value? Honestly,
1: it's like, oh, that's silly. But everything's silly. It's a superhero yeah. movie. Come on, gotta just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: That uh, I love I
0: loved yeah that um, when he's talking to Toby me but I also I really loved when he's talking to Flint Marco. Uh, and he's like basically the same story. He fell into what like an electro collider uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that eels. Oh yeah. It's great. Oh man. It's so-, um, so Ryan, the only thing that we have left to talk about is uh, two things. What's your snack? Uh, so Ryan, did you have a, um, a a movie theater snack when you saw Spider Man: No um, Way Home?
1: This movie, I kept it very simple. I just had popcorn mm-hmm. and soda. You know why? Because I wanted to pay attention to this movie. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be distracted by snacks and mixing M and Ms with my popcorn. Mm-hmm. This was a, I'm here for the movie, okay? Mm-hmm. So I got my popcorn and I got my soda and I kept it very basic because when I really want to watch a movie, I keep it basic because I get enthralled with it. And I'm, I just sat there like as soon as the movie started, I didn't touch my popcorn again. I was just mm. like this. <laughs> nice. So popcorn and a soda with extra liquid butter on, on top, of course. Of course. What, what's your snack?
0: I had the same exact thought process and strategy for this movie. I was like, I just want, I, I don't, I'm, I'm probably not even going to be hungry. Um, cause yeah. I'm just going to be enthralled by the movie. Um, but I wanted something and cause it's almost Yo. three hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I went in with the intention of getting a soda and popcorn, but at the last second I looked at the, the nachos with the melted cheese and uh. It I was just like, okay, that's just as good as popcorn. Like for, 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 for my purposes, that's just as good as popcorn. These
1: are top notch.
0: That's mm, yeah.
1: yeah, that's good stuff.
0: <laughs> um, I, you know what? I should have put the liquid butter on the nachos.
1: Oh damn! You should have pool <laughs> <full> of butter.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. I didn't want to have a heart attack in the middle of this movie,
1: so you know. I had fun to see this movie before I died. So yeah,
0: had to had to have some restraint. Um, yeah. And so Ryan, right, the final bonus question uh, before we wrap up today: If we were to recast Spider-Man: No Way Home with Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg, who would they play, and how would it improve this movie?
1: All right, well, there's no doubt that Danny DeVito is Doc Ock. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's got a backpack, and the fucking arms come out of it. And uh-huh. then Whoopi Goldberg is Electro. Definitely. Okay. Just strikes me as an Electro. <laughs> I don't know why to tell you. you know, okay. She's a powerful woman, very strong. So... Mm.
0: Uh, I really liked um, Marissa Tomei, but I my casting is um, Whoopi Goldberg
1: as Aunt May. Yeah, that that's a good one. I do like that. She would have nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. I can um, see I, I don't think I can.
0: I don't think I can disagree with uh, Danny Devito I, as Doc Ock. You
1: know, as anyone but fucking Doc Ock. <laughs> I can't disagree
0: with that, but picture picture this: Danny DeVito as all of the Peter Parkers.
1: <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, like he just plays them all. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! Yeah, like Michael Keaton at multiplicity. <laughs> mm. Yeah, perfect. I love it.
0: <laughs> the the logical choice, like I, I really, I like in, in all earnestness. I think if um, Danny DeVito showed up to audition for for. Spider-Man, he would get cast as Flint Marco, like Flint Marco as a character is Danny DeVito. Like he's this, you know, like yeah. kind of scum, like, like street level level criminal. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that Danny DeVito is a criminal by any means, but like <laughs> it's kind of I don't know, he's got like this this tough guy accent. Uh, yeah. You just. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um, And I did like uh oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, the guy from. Uh, Northern Exposure, right? Who played Flint Marco? Uh,
1: the actor? Um, yeah, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Um, Thomas Hayden
0: Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what was his, his big movie? Was like Sideways, right? I think Sideways was it. Yeah.
1: I don't think yeah. there's much of it else since Spider-Man Three, right? Um. But. You know, I liked him. Recycled footage for when they, the lizard and him, both turned human again. Oh, really? Yeah, that was both. That was amazing. Spider Man and Spider Man Three, like extra footage or or something. They didn't actually use them now. Their voices, they they voice acted, but they didn't actually when they turned back to human. That wasn't actually them. Now that was that was leftover footage. Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. I guess they didn't want to pay him to come to set. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah.
0: Like I can't imagine how much they already had to pay like Zendaya. And yeah,
1: you got the, you got the, you got a lot of people here that are plus what did the Spider-Man ask? Like Toby and Andrew, I'm sure they, it wasn't cheap to get them to come back. Hmm. <laughs> Toby could have asked for anything. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um but there but there I mean that was a surprise for me up to the moment that it happened. I, there was still yeah, that but, doubt in my mind like I don't know if they're really going to get to McGuire Like it'd be it would be perfect if they did, but like up to the moment when it when he actually opens the second portal and he turns around, I was still still on the edge of my
1: seat like wondering yeah. are they going to pull it oh, off? Too. Is it going to happen? exactly because and i think that's why they just flat out kept denying it like if we just deny this there's no way like there's still going to be doubt and everyone's going to want to come just to be sure you know and and that's i kind of think what happened it's now the second biggest week opening weekend ever Mm -hmm. in a era only behind end game it's pretty impressive pretty impressive uh, and yeah. we
0: di- I, we didn't really talk about Zendaya much in this movie, but she, I think, crushed it as MJ. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. They, they made her character bigger, I think, in this movie than ever before. And her acting ability really showed and she crushed it. She was amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: She was simultaneously like super supportive of Peter, but also like able to keep him humble and, yeah. you know, was able to like do things that he can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and was yeah it was she was i really admired mj a lot like as a character throughout this whole trilogy
1: yeah. um but
0: especially she really shined in this movie
1: yeah I, and i love how they used the three friends as like they worked together to like kind of i thought that was awesome three friends just working together to do to to make this happen and that was cool too to see
0: yep yep i mean they're you know it's harry ron and hermione basically right yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's a good it's a good uh, like trope that that fiction yeah. has like, you know, figured out like this. Is, yeah, works. this is what people like. This is what people want to see. The power yeah. of friendship conquering all. They did a good job. <laughs> how do you get how do you get to just be like a Zendaya or like a Madonna or, you know, like how do you get to just. Yeah, I'm just I just one name. I don't, what's your last name? Don't worry about it. <laughs> just like,
1: fuck it. Yeah. But there, I'm fucking Ryan. Go fuck yourselves. I don't need a <laughs>
0: <letter>. <laughs> But there's I, hundreds of thousands of other Ryan's. Yeah, I don't care. I'm Ryan.
1: I'm the Ryan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gotta take a tremendous level of confidence.
1: Absolutely. And a cool one name. Like you have to have that cool one name that just rolls off either like a prince just one like a, just pops or like a madonna you know like da 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 <laughs> zendaya you know or you know and they got your quickies or your multiple syllables you know and then mm-hmm. you got your you know just ba just quick share? Yeah, share? Just, yeah quick or three syllables it's like ba or pa 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 ba. you know it's <laughs> I don't
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are uh, like like the train that Tobey Maguire used his back to save in Spider-Man Two. We are completely off the rails. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, So
1: Ryan, why don't you say goodbye to the listeners, and we'll see you next time. Hey everybody. It's been a pleasure as usual. We'll see you next time for the next MCU adventure. Bye-bye. Ryan and Lou, Ryan and Lou does whatever regular people do.